Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Daniel Braddock. He is the pastor of First Assembly of God in Plant City, Florida. We are so excited that you have joined us to listen to Pastor Braddock's powerful preaching from each Sunday morning church service. Listen closely to these messages, and your journey with Jesus will be wonderfully impacted. Hallelujah. God's still God. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm 34. I've just a few scriptures I want to share with you today. We sang a name above every name. And I was reading a book by Tony Evans, The Names of God, and I was reading it the other night. And I'm telling you what, God's name is powerful. It is powerful. Psalm 34, verse 5 through verse 10. It said, they looked to him and were radiant. And their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those that seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today for your presence. We thank you for the prayers that have been answered. We thank you for the strength that you've given to our bodies. And Lord, we ask now for a few moments that you would give us the wisdom and spirit and the anointing to preach and share the gospel with your people. Bless each one that has come today. Meet every need of their lives, their homes, their families. Bless them beyond measure. And Lord, we'll thank you for all your many blessings. We're trusting in you. Our life is in your hands. We believe you today to move and to answer prayer. And all of God's people said, Amen. Shake your neighbor's hand, wave at them, whatever. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This psalm is, we call it God's goodness. David wrote the psalm probably at the worst point in his life. He was alone. He had to part from Jonathan, his best friend. 
He was being chased by Saul and his paid assassins. He ran to hide in the cave of Adullam, which that word means their prey. Yet beautiful sounds of praise were heard echoing in the cavern. This is the lesson yet for us. We praise our way out of difficult times into His light. Amen. God inhabits the praises of His people. Yes, He does. Hallelujah. And then we go back, pick up another little point as we get started. David, after pretending to be insane, in order to escape from King Achish, one of the Philistine kings, he pretended to be insane from and in front of Abimelech, who sent him away. God pays attention to those who call upon him, whether he offers escape from trouble or helps in the times of trouble. We can be certain that he always hears and acts on our benefit, on our behalf, those who love him. If you don't think the enemy's not fighting my mind this morning, let me, let me tell you a secret. It's happening. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Our verse starts in verse number 5. He said, they looked unto Him. I was praying Friday morning. And I said, Lord, I have nowhere else to go. I go to You. I look unto Him. And we're lightened. (laughs) That is, they were with the psalmist. He was not alone when he fled to Abimelech. And the meaning is here that each one of those who were with him looked to God. Now, I, I, I want to try to keep my personal life out of this if I can. Even though I'm facing these problems, my point is simply this. I went to God first. Come on. I have sought God. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I do, the only thing I know is this. My life is in God's hands. Yes. And so far, I understand what you said the other day. There's a peace in my heart. But then the enemy wants to bring in, what if you don't wake up? I'm already in heaven. Don't worry about it. Amen? But we all, he said they looked unto him. They flowed into him and were lightened or enlightened. They found light. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad today that Psalm 121 verses 1 and 2, it says we can look under the hills which comes our help. Our help comes from the Lord. The one that made the heavens and the earth is the one that we cry out to. 
He's our Jehovah Jireh. He's our Almighty. He's the every, everything that we need. He's God. So my help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Amen. And then if you look at Psalm 124 verse 8, if you go there, Matthew, right quick. He said, our help is in the name of the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. Oh, glory. Our help comes from the Lord. They found light. Oh, hallelujah. Turn to John chapter 1. Matthew, go to John chapter 1, verse 4. Hallelujah. He said, I'm the light of the world. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. When Christ comes into our heart, when we find Christ and we come to know Him, He becomes our light. I'm not walking in darkness today. I'm walking in the light of the Lord. I was in darkness. I was lost. But today I'm found and the light burns bright in my heart. Hallelujah. Now if you turn these lights out in here, I know where all the pews are and I know where the altars are. And I can stand down here And in a few minutes, my eyes will readjust and I can walk and not fall over one of these benches or altars. But it's still dark. It's still dark. And if I didn't know where they was at, I'd stumble into them. In Him was life. Oh, listen to me, church. Our Savior is alive. Amen. Jesus is alive today. He didn't, after he was buried, he didn't just go off somewhere and hide and say, this is it. No, he went back to the Father. And he's still alive. And what is he doing today? He's working on our behalf. In him was life. And life was the light of men. We all walked in darkness. We all was a sinner at one time. But thank God, when we found Him, we walked into Him, and He became the light of our life. I like what Psalm 27, I I, I got it so marked. But I love what verse 1 and 2, it says, "The The Lord is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. And whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the light of my salvation. Hallelujah. I'm glad he is. They were enlightened. And their faces were not ashamed. That is, they were not ashamed of having put their trust in God. See, I think this is the problem we have today. And I'm wrestling with it. Well, we don't have faith. Yes, we do. Well, if you had faith, you'd, you know, y'all still with me? My faith is anchored in Christ. My faith is anchored in Him. He's going to bring us through. He's going to keep us. These are the troubles that we face in life. But regardless of what troubles we face, our faith is still in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We're going to have problems. We're going to have trials. We're going to have everything that comes along that the enemy wants to bring to us. But listen to me today. And the faces were not ashamed. We don't have to bow our head or hang our head. Well, I don't know if God can. God is still God. He always will be God. He never changes. And he knows how to minister today. Amen. Hallelujah. He is able. He's able That is, they were not ashamed of having to put their trust in God. And they were not disappointed. They had not occasion to confess that was a vain reliance. Or that they had been foolish in this trusting Him. Compare As we look at it today, the idea here is that they found God to be all that they expected and hoped Him to be. How many of you know that God never changes? God never changes. God knows how to move mountains. God knows how to solve problems. God knows how to work in each person's life. He said they were not ashamed. They had no occasion to confess. They had not occasion to confess that it was it was a vain reliance. No. What if the, the, the three Hebrew children said, well, I don't know if God will save me or not. I don't know what's going to happen. No. I like what they said in Daniel chapter 6, and I'm jumping way ahead. But they said to the king, O king, you can do what you want. We will not bow to that idol. It's a man-made thing. And whether he delivers us or not, we will not bow. Our trust is still in Jehovah our God. They said, don't matter what happens to us. What matters is we believe God. Hallelujah. We believe God. And this is what David did. He said in verse number 6 as we go down this list. He said this poor man cried. The psalmist, he returns to his own particular experiences. The emphasis here is in his word. This poor, afflicted, persecuted man cried. This is the, this is something much more touching in if we had to say it. Or if he just would have said, I, I myself cried. The language brings before us at one his affliction, his miserable condition. The word poor simply means poor not in the sense of wealth but poor in the sense of being afflicted crushed forsaken desolate and miserable would better express the idea of the word poor and then he said and the Lord heard him and the Lord heard him this is this is heard in the sense of answered he said, as we look at the text, go back with me right quick. He said, this poor man cried, and the Lord did what? Heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. Get this. He said, the poor. He wasn't that what it wasn't that he wasn't wealthy. But he was being afflicted, crushed, forsaken, desolate, and miserable. He was running from Saul. His life was in a mess. He just got over acting like a lunatic. Hello? 
He's held up in a cave with 300 men, I believe it is. 400, 300 or 400, I forgot which. And they're in a cave trying to stay alive from Saul. You're talking about miserable. Hello. You're talking about, I want my freedom. Are you with me? He said, afflicted, crushed, forsaken, desolate. Has anybody felt like you, you've been forsaken? Oh, come on, we're in church. I think every one of us that are Christians feel that way every now and then. We feel like, Lord, nobody cares. Where's anybody at? I don't even feel you. I heard somebody on the radio yesterday is saying something to this effect. You know, people, people walk by feelings. It's not about feelings. It's about faith. It's about walking where you believe God is and what God can do. That's faith. Hallelujah. I don't go by feelings. If I went by feelings, I'd have stayed home in bed this morning. But I feel 100% stronger than I did when I got up here a while ago. It said this poor man cried. And the Lord heard him. <laughs> and saved him out of all of his troubles. You know, help me say this right, Lord. If you come to me and ask my advice, which I don't have much, but I'll, I'll tell you what I think. And if I tell you what I feel in my heart to give you that advice, then it's up to you to act on it. Is that right? But now if you take it and you go the opposite direction, opposite direction, guess what? Just remember my little saying, every action has a reaction. You hear it, but then you don't act on it. Y'all still with me? It said he cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles, out of being broken, crushed, disappointed, didn't know what he was going to do, but yet he began to praise God. As we read earlier in the cave, those that was with him, they were praising God, praising their way out of trouble. He might have been poor man in the flesh. He might have been a poor man in spirit, but he knew where his help was. His help was in the Lord. His help was in the Lord. He said, and the Lord heard him. That is, he heard is the sense of answer. When God, how many of you, you can raise your hand if you want, I don't care. How many of you know without a doubt, when you pray, God has answered a prayer? You know it, don't you? You know with no doubt in your mind, there's just something about it. I can't explain it. But there's just something about it. When that answer comes, there is no doubt in your mind. You have no, you don't have to worry. You know without a doubt, a shadow of a doubt, that something has happened. God has answered that prayer. And you can start rejoicing because you, you know God heard your cry and He's answered your prayer. Amen. 
Think about it. He regarded his cry and he saved him. He saved him. The Lord, the angel of the Lord was all around him. In verse number 7, he said, the angel of the Lord is encamped around those. Listen, I'm glad today the Lord's here with us. Amen. I'm going to say it again. This thing has become so real in my heart. We, I didn't bring Christ with me today. I met Him here. Some of y'all didn't get that. Can I go back and share this? See, we think we gotta we gotta do certain things, certain way to do the the right songs the right way, and all this stuff. No, the Lord was in this house when we came in here. Now, I'd hit, somebody help me with my history. When the priest, the head priest, the high priest, when he went into the Holy of Holies, the Bible said he goes into the presence of God. Now, we, we don't have curtains. Thank God. We don't have... We have to wait once a year. But the Bible says in Hebrews, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. We don't have to wait once a year. But my point is this. Once a year, he had to put on the right clothes. He had to put on this, this robe, this turban, whatever was the custom of that day. But to walk into that presence, and he didn't get to go in just any way he looked. Hello? He had to put on the garments that God ordained. And when he went to that curtain and he pulled that curtain open, he didn't walk in just another chamber, brother buddy. He walked into the presence of Almighty God. He walked into where Jehovah Jireh. He walked in where the peace of God. He walked in where the glory was there. And I'm telling you why. Oh, I love it when we can come in and feel the glory when you walk in the door. And it doesn't make you shout all the time, but it makes you know God is here. He encampeth the angel of the Lord. How many of you know? Well, let's let's go there. Daniel chapter 6. I talked about the three Hebrew children. Let's go there. The king rose early in the morning and went to haste to the den of lions. This is when Daniel was in the lion's den. I said three Hebrew children, but... This is a note. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? <laughs> then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God. Woo. Somebody ought to shout on this one. My God sent His angels and He shut the mouths of the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent 
before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Well, let's go back and give you give you the, you know the story. Daniel prayed three times a day. He was in Babylon. They was there being prisoners, but the king made them him and three the three Hebrew children. He put them in position, and they you know the story. And they they had this issue about you know eating and and all this. And the three Hebrew children ate what God said to eat, and because of that, God blessed them. Okay, but these that you know, help me, Lord. Jealousy, jealousy. Who does he think he is? He's a he's a slave. He's an Egyptian, not Egyptian. I'm sorry. He's an Israelite. Excuse me. Thank you, honey. Y'all come up here and do this, okay? And they saw him pray. So they said, the only way we can get to Daniel is this. Let's get the king to sign a decree that you only worship the God of, 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 of Nebuchadnezzar. You, you only worship the God that he makes, the God of Egypt. He said, no. That's the only way we can get him. Listen, church, the enemy doesn't care how he does it. He just wants to do it. So, they sure enough, they went to the king. Oh, king, you know, you made this decree and, and you, you sign it and you seal it and then we can take care of it. So, sure enough, he signs it. And Daniel knew he had signed it. But he didn't stop him from obeying God. He didn't say, okay, I can't go pray now. No, he went right back three times a day, morning, noon, noon, and even evening. He prayed. He sought God. And see, this is the hope I'm trying. I'm, what I'm trying to say is this: No matter what we face, no matter what we're going to go through, we we know one thing for sure. God, we've cried out. God's heard us. And I'm telling you what: He sends His angels to be with us. They encamp around us. Hallelujah! The Holy Spirit, the God of all. The angels of the Lord are standing around each of you at this very moment. Amen. They answered and said before the king that Daniel, who is one of the captives from Judah, does not show due regard to you, O king, for the decree that you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. He prays three times a day. Poor king, he knew he'd been in trouble. So the king gave the command and brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God whom you serve continually, He will deliver you. He said they put a stone. Is that right? And brought, laid it on the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own signet ring. And with the signet of his lords, that the purpose concerning Daniel might be changed, might not be changed. In other words, they passed a law. They passed a law. You can't change it. 
But the king went to his, his palace and spent the night fasting. And no musicians were brought before him. Also his sleep went from him. Oh, this is great. Then the king arose early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. I, I just, I get a picture in my mind when I read this. It said, when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice, Daniel! Daniel! How many of you have been in trouble and you cried? You know what I'm talking about. I mean, it ain't fancy. It ain't pretty. It's a cry from your heart. It's a crying coming out of your soul. It's screaming. It's saying, God, I need you. And this, this is what the king, he's crying out. He knew what he'd done was wrong. He knew Daniel was not the one that, that had done what they said he did, except pray. And he cried, saying to Daniel, the servant of the living God. Has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? And then Daniel said, you know, I just, I have this crazy mind. Forgive me, okay? I believe Daniel just let him sit there for a few seconds. I do. I, I just believe that. I, I just got in my spirit that, you know, he just sort of sat there and waited a minute. How many of you had to go hunt your kids and you call them and they don't answer? They're hiding from you? Huh? Oh, come on. Y'all, everyone else has been there. But then Daniel spoke up and said to the king, O king, live forever. My God. Oh, hallelujah. My God have sent his angels and they shut the mouths of the lions so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent. What the enemy meant for evil, God turned it in and made it good. What the enemy thought, they had Daniel, a man of God, a prophet, and they thought, well, we've got him now. He can't pray. I got a good news for you. I believe Daniel in the lion's den was praying just like he would if he was in his room looking towards Israel. Hallelujah. I believe he kept praying. He didn't sit down and have a pity party. He said, God, I know in whom I have believed, and I am ever able to... I lost it. I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed against that day. You see what the enemy does to you? We get there. He said God sent its angels and shut the lion's mouth and they have not hurt me. Oh king, I have done no wrong before you. Get that. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. And so Daniel was taken up out of the den. No injury, whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. Now, if, when I read that, this is what I think. I think some of uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar's men, people, they went over there and they got to looking at him. Seeing if they could find any teeth marks. Hello? 
That's what they did to the three Hebrew children. When they come to the fire furnace, what did they do? They went and looked at them. They smelled of them. Made, you know, to see if there was any smoke on them. I just got a feeling that that's what they did. But he said, my point is simply this. The angel of the Lord, whom you serve, who cares, who comes at his command for the purpose of protecting the people of God. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. I have angels encamped around me this morning. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. I have angels that are around me at this moment. I don't see them, but I feel them. And I know they're here because God has sent them. God has sent them. How many of you have come through tight scrapes? Unexpected situations. You find yourself in a problem that you didn't ask for. You didn't know what was going on, but something happened. And you look back on it. May I share my little testimony? I've shared it before, but it just, it just fits, so I'll, I'll be quick about it. When I was driving that truck, going to West Palm Beach one morning at 5 o'clock before I get to E-Hall Junction down on 60, following another truck, listening to gospel music, singing with a, with a song. The next thing I know, I'm turning over upside down in a 26-foot box truck. Now here's my point. I had angels riding with me that morning. Because when I when I when the guy hit me, I didn't have time to get on in the floorboard of that truck and stop and say, Lord, this guy's fixing to hit me and I'm gonna turn this truck over. All I can rem- remember when that thing was turning over and it completely turned over and landed back on the wheels. I'm strapped in the seat and all the windows are gone. The only thing I can remember was saying, Oh God, oh God, oh God. That's all I could say. I didn't have time to do anything else. But I'll never forget the little black highway patrolman when he got there. He looked at my truck. He walked down there and looked at the car that hit me. He walked back up there. He said, I don't know who you are. But I saw, he said, I know one thing. They were somebody riding with you. And he done this. He rubbed his arms. He said, whoo. I don't know if he knew God. I don't know if he was a Christian. All he said was me. I don't know who you are. But they were somebody in that truck with you. I know who it was. It was the angels of the Lord. Amen. Honey, I'm trying to be still. Trying to be good. Every one of us in here today that are children of God, you've got angels encamped around you. And if you could just open up your mind to, to the future or what's happened around you, you would. I think we would be shocked. Brother Mark, y'all come on. I think we would be shocked if we saw how many times the angel stepped in and took care of us. That we don't even recognize. We don't even see it. 
I think it would give us a different perspective about the angels of the Lord. Sister Donna, that little lady right up there, the angel of the Lord stayed with you for 11 days, wasn't it? And her, what, five, six, seven? They were both in the ICU rooms. Same time, me and Danny walked the aisles and cry, walked the halls of Lakeland Regal and we'd cry. But all I can say is, the angel of the Lord was encamped around them. Hallelujah. If you've been in any kind of situation in your life, let me just encourage you and tell you this morning that the angel of the Lord was with you. And He hasn't left you. You may not believe in angels, but I believe in them. Because I know without a doubt they have kept me from things that probably would have happened to me. The angel of the Lord encamped. Stand with me, please. Brother John, move that. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today that you've heard us. We thank you today, Lord, that you minister to our heart, our life, our body. We ask you, Lord, today to, as we look around, Lord, help us to be thankful. And Lord, if we could see back in the in this time, the times that you spared us, the times that you took care of us, and we didn't even recognize it. Lord, thank you for the angels that are encamped around us. Lord, I'm thankful this morning that they're here. Sit with us in this church. (laughs) Oh, Lord, I thank you that you've heard our cry and you're ministering today. Lord, you're ministering to someone in this building at this moment. You're letting them know I am here. Hallelujah. Sing, would you please? come and stand at this altar and say thank you Lord for looking after me would you like to do that hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah. brother Mark sing it again if you'd like to would you just come
you for listening today to the podcast of Pastor Daniel Braddock. If you are encouraged and uplifted by Pastor Braddock's preaching, please write a positive review on your favorite podcast app. Subscribe to this podcast on your app so you will not miss any future episodes. Take the word preached by Pastor Braddock and share it with your family, your friends, and your community. May God bless you today.